Oh, oh back, shit, hit the back. intro. Season number two. This time it's with me, not with Arlene. And as promised, I got the man of the hour, Mr. Gerardo Avila. Hey. Jerry Avila. Mr. Jerry All Day. Mr. I make, I print money all day. Keep going, keep that's, going. That's, keep all going. Got, that's all I got, bro. That's all I got, bro. So, I've been saying for a minute, I've been talking about you a lot during all these different podcasts. Um, Jerry is my right hand man, my partner in not only Sworn, but I think of a couple other businesses, you would say. Yeah. In a sense. Um, we came up from the mud, you know. We talked about this a little bit off camera, uh, how your route to where you are now is a little non traditional. You did the whole retail thing, you did, you worked at Vance for a minute, um, you went to school, and then it, everything just shifted complete 180, and then you dropped everything, right? Tell us a little about your story and how you came to be the man you are today. <laughs> All right, hello everybody. My name is Jerry. You can't take yourself that serious, can you? No, no, no. This is uh, you're hyping me up too much, and I'm trying to fulfill that need. First off, do I look there or here? You can look wherever you want, bro. So, how far do I go back? Tell me a little bit about your journey and where you started. Um, we can start back at Vans. I think that's the that's the earliest I know of you. Um, I know you did some fucking construction before that, but. All right, all right. So, I grew up in Wilmington. Shout out Wilmington, California. Hey. Uh, I started working at the van store the day I turned 16. Well, the day after I turned 16. Damn. Both of my sisters were like store managers at the van store. Um, I thought I had the coolest job in the world. I thought they were the coolest. Like, I would just go and be like, I just wanted to be around everybody. Yeah. It was like, everyone had tattoos. Everyone was cool. Like, piercings. I was like. At the time, you were very, what, greaser? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your name was Greasy Jerry at the time, Greasy right? Greasy Jerry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still exists. Slick back hair and all that? Check out. Add me on PSN, PlayStation Network. Let's go. So I was like, man, this is like the coolest people in the world. It was like very punk rock. It was like It was dope. like your scene. It was my scene. Yeah. Um, outgrew that. You know, I turned 18. I started working at Home Depot. That was like. What made you shift from Vans to Home Depot? I think I just outgrew the Vans thing. And I was making like, I mean, the year was. The year was 1919. <laughs> you know, that was, you know, 16 years ago. I think I was making like 875 an hour, okay. which was. But I mean, at 16 years old, that's. That was fire. Better I than mean, nothing. No rent, no nothing. So I was like, right. man, I was living the dream. Right. And I had keys to the store. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and then I was talking to somebody and they were like, yo, Home Depot starts everyone off at like $13. And I was like, what? Right. So I instantly applied, had an interview like a month later. Right. And I'm on top of the world working like 20 hours, going to school, going to community college making working less making more than you were advanced yeah everyone again i'm in this new world of everyone's cool as hell everyone's over 21 everyone's drinking everyone's partying i'm like this is it right like i made it (laughs) (laughs) um with that i was tending i was going to harvard college straight out of high school right which is community college just kind of like you know Something to do, something to keep mom happy. Was that is that yeah? I was going to ask that. Is that something that you felt you had to do just because your family kind of expected you to do that, or did you have a need to go to college or want? Some, what did you want to do outside of like Home Depot, or is that is there anything that you thought about that you wanted to be before that? In high school, at least, maybe I didn't pay attention. Maybe I was doing some other shit, but there was I had like no career counselor. I didn't have anybody right. to be like, hey, you know, if you really stick to it, you can go to USC. I was just like, right. I think that's that's a that's a thing that happens in a lot of different schools in LA. Like, there's no real. It's like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. But there's nothing in between that. That doesn't fill everybody. Yeah, like the entrepreneur thing did not exist for sure. So, but my sister's like, my sister has a doctorate. My other sister went to school. But everyone like went to Harvard College. It was right. like in my neighborhood. It was a couple miles away, and it was just like it was convenient. The next stepping stone. Right. And from there, you kind of navigate through life. Uh, okay. So, Went to Harvard College, graduated from there with my associates. Uh, came time to transfer. 
looked at Cal State Dominguez. That was like again because it was convenient. My sister went there. Yeah, I went there. It was just kind of like so. There was no real like you didn't have a desire to go to college and grad. Like it was really just like eh. well, I applied to Fullerton. I applied to Long Beach. Got into Fullerton. Got into Riverside. But it was just like shot Long Beach. I was just like, you know, yeah. This was easy. It was again. It was it was convenient. In, it was convenient. It was. Right. Uh, people described it as like a drive uh, drive through school yeah. where you can just go, you can still work. Your lifestyle really doesn't change. It's kind of like a t- continuation of of uh, community college. Right. It came down to like graduate. It was like two, two months before I graduated. And I was just like, all right, I'm 20 years old. Like, now what? Now what? Do I continue going to school? Cause and it, you're still at Home Depot at the time, right? I'm still at Home Depot. And okay. I was like, do I just continue going to school and like work at Home Depot and Try to be a manager. Like, that was low-key the dream for a lot of people at Home Depot. If you start at Home Depot, they hire within. So you're able to go from like associate to like manager, assistant manager, store manager, district manager, yeah. and make great money. Yeah, there's people making like... There's a truck outside so you can hear the feedback outside. Yeah, there's one of my buddies that still works there. Shout out to Art, like driving the Audi. Like he yeah. living, he living the life. Like, yeah. like people are making, you know, six figures. Like There's nothing wrong with Home Depot, but I think for you, I think you felt early on that that wasn't the life you wanted no right? i mean you still got to show up every day like you don't you have to ask permission like like <laughs> like there's there's different rules in a corporate environment right. than what i'm used to now right uh, but i didn't know those things existed so i was just kind of like working that was my dream it was like because i see people at home depot that were like how long you been here 20 years i've been here x years right and i mean it's a good it's a good job they have stock options all that I kind mean, of stuff benefits i worked there for five years i mean i was getting eight hours of vacation i was getting yeah. sick pay like come and go as i please you're like, doing it right i was living like again i thought i had made it once again right uh, but this is in the early stages of instagram i remember sitting in the sitting at cal state dominguez and studying for something and i saw instagram posts it was the early ages like early stages of instagram it was like this brand was like looking for interns and i was just like huh it was a clothing brand right it was a clothing brand and right. i had uh I was watching YouTube a lot. It was this guy named Timothy Delaghetto, and they had visited their office, and I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, what is this fashion thing? Like, right. Like, these guys are having so much fun at work. It was, so was way like, different than a Home Depot corporate yeah. buttoned-up job. Exactly. I was just like, let me apply. Like, let me put together this quick resume. Let me send it off and see what happens. Right. Put the resume together, sent it off. Uh, shout out to JJ. JJ uh, sent me back an email, and he JJ. was like, come okay. through. So I showed up. Wearing a fucking suit, like and this, all this, this was a, a man's apparel brand, streetwear. Um, so you showed up in the suit, and everybody's looking at you like, "What the fuck is yeah, this, everyone's this in guy?" Sweatpants, like it is it, different. Right. I was in over my head, For sure. but like I knew nothing else but to like dress to impress. So pulled up, like I feel like I killed the interview. Right. I was more now that I look back, interviewing people, like I think I did pretty good on that interview. JJ like hit me back up, and he was like, "Yo, got it." Then Sorry. JJ went ghost for like a month, and I was just like, "Hey guy, so <laughs> like, are we do still I doing start? this?" Right. And it was just like, you know, he had a lot of things on his plate, and he's like, "Oh shit, my bad." Like, right. come through, right? So working there again, I'm surrounded by people. I'm like, there's only like four people in the company, and I'm really making an impact. I'm right. like trying. I'm driving from Wilmington to Hollywood uh, or Studio City every right. day, like four times, four times a week. Like my education kind of gets put on the back burner and this becomes yeah. my so i really kind of dive into it yeah, and the dope part about startups is that you said there's only four people so you're not only doing whatever you got in, you got 
the job for you're doing a little bit of everything and stepping into everybody's world so you get very well rounded in the experience so i think that's why i always preach like intern wherever you can because you can learn so much more there than you can in, in, in any class yeah and with any internship is like anytime someone applies for internship i always tell them like yo what you put in is what you'll get out so right. you sit there and just ask me questions all day i'll answer them because i love to talk i know <laughs> and i'll answer them and i'll teach you what you need to know but you need to come with the questions i can't I can't do your homework for you. Right. I can't guide you and tell you what you need to do. Right. Um, you got to like come to me with ideas and move around. So I was just like, why don't you guys do this? Why don't you guys? Again, I worked at the van store, worked at Home Depot. And this is you you genuinely curious because you, you, this is a new world to you. So it wasn't you like purpose. I don't think you were purposely mentally like, I'm going to fucking take everything. It was more of like, yo, why do you guys do this? Why do you guys do that? And I think the curiosity and, and the the ignorance is kind of worked in your favor, right? Oh, 100%, because I'm willing to almost say anything. And, right. There's and, no dumb question. Yeah, and I'm like, but why? Right. And it's like, oh, okay. And I'll keep, if I really feel passionate about something, like Barry knows, like, I'm going to keep. You keep like, jabbing at that I'm shit. I'm going to keep going until yeah. you're just like, yo, just fucking do just it. Just do it. Yeah. And I'm like. Show me, your, show me I'm wrong. And I like, told you so. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so I was doing that. I was there for like a month. Uh, they had a warehouse manager guy that was just, one day he was just like, fuck it, I quit. And like, nice. and I was driving home and the guy, the owner of the brand called me and he's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, how do you feel about like managing the warehouse? And I was just like, I'm down. Like, it's a paid job now. Yeah, like, it's paid. The inter I, you're interning for free, right? I was interning for free. Yeah, so now for free and I was driving every day and he's like, how do you feel about that? How does it fit in with your schedule? And I was like, I'll make it work. Right. So I go just to weekends at Home Depot and I'm driving to, I think the warehouse was in Pacoima. Right. So I was driving there every day, knocking out the orders. We, I was doing everything I could while still kind of like fulfilling this intern role of like them kind of just picking my break. They used to call me Hype Beast Jerry. Yeah. HBJ. Let's go. Because uh, I was like, I was always seeing what everyone was doing, all these other brands. I was kind of like, I was always curious. I think I killed it at the warehouse. And then the next position was up was the sales manager there was quitting. Right. Or had found a new opportunity. So it was like, boss approached me and he's like, hey, what do you think about like sales? And I'm like, um, okay. Like, again, <laughs> sure. like I'm on top of those. Like, you're going to be working with like our big accounts, like our, our big door accounts, which was like Zoomies, DTLR, like. Right big retailers that's the dope thing about work like i said a startup is you it's a small team so you you already saw kind of how everything works so it wasn't scary like sales like fuck do i need to know this like, it was kind of like i know what he did and i can probably figure that out yeah it was i mean the product was there so it was just like sending someone a catalog and being like following up do you fuck with it do you not fuck with it right and the brand was hot so it made the job easier as long as you can fulfill on the back end right it was no problem everything was done with long lead uh, long lead time so i was okay. like you know, you place the order in January to deliver in April. So yeah. it was it was cool. And with that came production manager. So I, I became in charge of like not only selling the stuff, but shipping the stuff. Right. Uh, but just overseeing it from like a distance. Okay. And I was still kind of managing the warehouse. I was all that kind of like so the boss could do more things. Yeah. He kind of gave me free range to control. Production. Full production things. was yeah. all uh, put based on you, I think. Right? Yeah. So that whole circle of, of tools. Right. Um, and then as the business kept growing, I was there for five years, like four and a half, five years. Yeah. Um, then came like an operations manager. I was really cool with like the CFOs and they would, again, I would ask questions. Why do we do this? Yeah. How do we do this? And I was kind of like compound interest. <laughs> shout out to, shout uh, out to Josh money Fisher. There you go. Uh, taught me about compound interest. Yeah. Just like this guy, he was older, but 
again, if you were willing to ask the questions, he'll, like, talk, to you. he'll talk to you. And he was a little out of his element. He was an older Jewish guy. With a bunch of young streetwear kids. Young, like, he didn't get it, but he... He was handling the money, and it's yeah. like, that, he knew money, and he knew how to make things work. So I think you kind of soaked up a lot from him, and I think you take some of that to this day. Yeah, and he's willing to, like, tell me stuff. Like, he was yeah. willing to, like, hey, this is why you do this, this right. is why you don't do this. And he still texts me from time to time just to see how I'm doing. Or he like, the other day he texts me, he's like, my kid said that was savage. And I was just like, <laughs> it reminded me of you. That's like, 21, that's, 21. that's how like the yeah. time we were in. Right. Um, so that came to like operations manager. So now I was overseeing like everything on a grand scheme. Go. Grand scheme. Grand scheme. Grand scheme. Grand scheme. Oh, the dyslexia kicking in. Yeah. I'm also dyslexic. That's cool. Um, so yeah, like I became the operations manager and I was overseeing like production, again the warehouse, everything I was already doing, right. but it just had like a sexy title. And doing, with that came a little bit of bigger pay, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I was getting paid commission, commission on sales. I was getting and the, the accounts were pretty big, so the commission was. I'm assuming was not. I don't really know actually the details of it, but I know you had we had Zoomies, Foot Action, Foot Locker, DTLR, um, these big box retailers. Yeah, I mean the, our biggest retailer at the time was Foot Action. Um, we had just opened Kids Foot Locker. Um, we were doing DTLR, yeah. Zoomies, online store was buzzing. So like, he was rich. Who? You. Ah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, who's rich? Nah, nah. I was, but I was, you know, I didn't have any expenses. I lived, I lived with my parents. Hey, like, still, I think you're still young at the time, right? Like yeah. 20, I, under 25. I was flipping the Camry. Yeah. Like, it was paid off. Like, it was salvaged. Shout out like, to the salvaged Camry. Oh, don't knock the Camry. Yeah, I was like, I was living. Like, again, I was, I was having fun. Like, I was getting paid well. I was happy. I remember we go to the clubs with the team and you would just like buy at the bars. Like, you want a shot? You want a shot? You want a shot? And I'm just like, he's buying shots. Fuck it. Hey, man. Like, every time I left the house, it was, I was there to have fun. Yeah. Like, like it was a very fun time in my life. For sure. But in like, and that kind of molded me to the person I am today. Like, I was surrounded. That was the first time I was surrounded by like different races, like different personalities. Right. And everyone was themselves. No one had to like conform to you this you weren't buttoned up this wasn't corporate it was very like you are we got you because of you we didn't yeah get you, you know? and those people were interested in you not what you could do for them so right. that was like very interesting right um, so working there i finally was just like i was over it okay you know this was but what, what do you think that was my next question was going to be like what it sounds like it was a great opportunity and i mean i'm a little biased because i was in that situation with you i was also working with you there but i'm gonna act like i wasn't yeah so what there changed that made you feel like Cause it sounds like it was cool and it's kind of like what happened what made you decide like this isn't it for me anymore this was like the early stages of like the gary v entrepreneurism like it really being in your face this yeah. was what six five years ago this was like 2014 15 probably yes yeah, so i was listening to podcasts like self-improvement things yeah. and i was just like it was like are you happy are you this and i was yeah. just like yes no like <laughs> checking no your yet. boxes yeah i was just like yo i'm unhappy like i don't like being here it's not fun anymore i wasn't interacting with the team the same way like right. people were taking shots during the day and i was just like we nah. still gotta get shit done like as soon as i take like that's why i don't drink at work yeah. like people will come through let's take a shot i'll be like no because once i once Ooh. it touched my lips like i'm that's like it. it's that's party it. time like yeah. it's time to go so like i don't even drink that much anymore because it takes me out of my like my zone unless they're uh what are they white claws yeah. unless they're partying unless they're partying okay or on vacation okay. but like, again, that showed me, like, just that simple thing of not drinking at work was a big thing I took with me right. further. So, yeah, I was just unhappy. Like, 
I felt like I was being excluded too. Like I no longer had a seat at the table and like my word was not important. And at the time you were still handling all the production throughout. You, ha I think you had a big role in the company and for you to feel excluded, I think was a little, a little yeah. strange. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you're being X'd out on like, and I felt it. Right. And I, again, unhappy. I was just like, yeah. I would go to work, but I mean, I used to stay shit, get there at 10, stay till nine. Like, right. Not only because traffic was bad, but like there was shit, to, there was shit to do. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when I got to that point, I was like, I was working my hours. I was working from X to X, like. And it was such an untraditional job that I don't think we we didn't get paid overtime. It was kind of salary. It's kind of like you get you get paid for your forty hours, and it's kind of like if you stay till nine, that's on you. Yeah, the boss knew what he was doing. Come seven o'clock time to leave, you turn up the music. Like, it's like oh, it's it's a cool area to kick it at. Like, let's yeah, hang yeah. out and like oh, let's let's have this conversation. It's it's about work. Yeah, but, yeah. And he like he knew how to get more out of people. Everybody like, was young too. He, he was very smart. Yeah. And he like he he knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I learned a lot from him. Yeah. And like again, but I was just unhappy. I it just didn't. I like mentally broke up with it. Yeah. It was just time to do the physical thing. Okay. One of the biggest Gary Vee things was. Like, this shit don't work out. You can start from zero. Like, like we're young enough to figure it out. Like, you were young enough to fail and, like, just go for it. Yeah, like, like if I got to figure it, I'll wash cars if I have to. I'm not, like... There's there's ways to make money. I, yeah. I think that was always my reasoning also. That's kind of why I just dipped the way I did. Because I was, like, I had no savings. I had no plans. I had none of that shit. But I was, like, if I have to, I have enough skill set to figure out how to make money. I can DJ parties. I can do weddings. I can, you know, even if I sell myself short a little bit, I'll figure out how to make that income to make it make sense. Yeah, like, man, I've had so many... I've, when I used to work at Home Depot, I used to... Uh, I worked in the tile department, and I used to fucking... Put, tile. I put down people's tile like yeah. i'd just be like they were like oh do you know somebody and i was like how big is the space we need to know figure shit out i get me and my homie we're gonna knock it out yeah. and it was just like like should i burn cds like and i think that's kind of a very important trait for these quote-unquote entrepreneurs mm -hmm. where it's like people usually are scared to take that leap of faith and it's like no like if you really have it in you you'll figure it out like yeah. like i said like if it's doing tile if it's djing parties if it's designing websites if it's whatever what up danny um, we'll figure it out so I think that's kind of something that I think separates if you're thinking about entrepreneurship as a whole, like, can you really figure shit out like that? Yeah. Like, again, expenses were low. I didn't have a family to feed. Like if it failed or if I failed, I can always go get a job. I right. can always go, you know, maybe entrepreneurism isn't for me. Right. Maybe it was going back to Home Depot's. It was easy. Yeah. I mean, if God forbid if all this ended tomorrow, man, I'd go wash cars like. Like, it's beyond my, like, no, nothing wrong with cars, but, like, yeah. I think I can go get a job pretty easy. Yeah, like, I've done enough. I have enough experience. For sure. Um, that I'd, I'd be fine. Right. So, um, unhappy, decided to leave the business. How did that How did that pan out with you and the relationship with, the, like, the whole business as a whole that like, you were at and all that? Man, it took me, like, a month to quit. Like, I couldn't emotionally do it. I remember. I, I would tell you, like, yo, like come on bro like if you do this like we'll go all in like at the time i think i was like 50 percent like starting sworn and like freaking that shit out and i think i also ended up picking up another job and i was like come on bro like if you do it i'm out like i'm fully committed i'll figure some shit out like let's go and you were like ah, maybe in may maybe in da, da, da. and you were give me the runaround and i think uh the, that month came by and i was like yo like it's the month you said it was like what's up i was very emotionally tied to it it was almost like my own like Again, I'd been there when the company was six months old, and I didn't want to see it fail. I yeah. felt like I was very important right. in it. So having that conversation was difficult. Like, like finally, I just... It's like breaking up with somebody. Like, yeah. 
fuck, here it goes. Right. Did it. Walked away for like 20 minutes. I wanted to just go like walk around the parking lot and just like. like yeah. Breath of fresh air. Breath like, okay, well, it's done. Like my two weeks. Yeah. I ended up leaving like a month after that. Yeah. He was like, yo, just let me like transition out. Like, and I was like, cool. Like, yeah, no problem. Like, again, I didn't want anything negative to happen. I wanted all positive vibes. Yeah. I think the biggest part was that conversation. And once that was done, I think you felt very like weight lifted. Weight was lifted. Um, then it was just like. All right, now like let's go fucking full throttle at this thing. Yeah. Uh, so after I left, um, I was talking to Barry and I was like, "All right, if we get an office, we're gonna have to be there every day. <laughs> we gotta pay rent. We have to pay rent, so like we have to be there." So we started looking at offices. Uh, we ended up at WeWork in downtown LA. I think rent was like six fifty, some shit like that. Man, that shit was like my restroom at home was bigger. Yeah, but it was, it was enough to fit like two desks and like a little clothing. It was rack. a little flex because they had the common area. You bring people in. They had beer on tap. That was like the big, the biggest selling point. You can get coffee. You got beer on tap. Like, what's yeah. up? And you got conference rooms. It was the early stages of WeWork. We had never seen it, but like internet was paid for. Right. Like you didn't have to buy desks. You didn't have to buy anything. So yeah. it was just like you pull up, there it is. And it was again, it was a front. No one would ever see your office office. Yeah, because it was conference rooms. It and was then if cool you give somebody room. your address, is like five 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 West Fifth Street, Los Angeles, California. Gas oh, lamp it's a, tower. It's the gas tower next to the U.S. Bank Tower. So you know, and it a was flex. It was a flex. It was it was again. It was dope bringing people there, showing them this. Yeah. And then like as we were growing, getting it, we became really cool with like the guy that was managing the place. Right. And he's like, I got this four desk unit with a view. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Forgot and about it's that. like. How much more is this? I think it was like two hundred bucks yeah, more. Yeah, like, I think we died on like a six month lease. I think on that. we just had to commit to six months. Yeah, and like again, it was dope. But then we had like a warehouse, we had a studio, it we did, had like three different locations. It didn't we make had sense. To it, it was, and part we had to pay for parking, so right. it was just like difficult. Yeah. Um. So uh, I started looking at warehouses, and we ended up on a warehouse. Well, this warehouse. Yeah. And I think. I think I think we can bypass like the little details of like Sworn just because okay. I want to focus more on you and like your journey. Okay. And I think here, like here you handle our, like here at Sworn, we're at the office. If you guys can't tell, it's a little different than my living room. Um, here at the office, you handle most production. Uh, I mean, you can fucking explain it. I mean, I do everything. Again, very startup. So it's literally three of us and we handle everything from shipping orders, customer service, producing the items fucking quality control getting shit done taking stuff to our vendors like picking stuff up like everything is super hands-on here and i think everybody takes a little bit of everything but i think you in particular like you make sure our product gets done and you make sure the product is done right so i think that's a big role on your end right yeah i mean uh i do everything from sourcing the product to making the product to seeing the product get made to QCing the product shipping the product and this is all stuff that you picked up on at your previous spot so it's kind of like it was turnkey for you yeah i mean it was all stuff i mean it, you just change the tag out on something like yeah. i can go do this for any other other brand right um uh, but this is just more personal to me right so yeah like my morning today started off you know i went to the vendor uh picked up some of our hats dropped packages off at our international shipping spot that's our like apc apc uh, came here, started the podcast, and we're gonna have to ship some orders, do some marketing a lot stuff. Of fucking orders, from what I, see. I mean, it's just everything that you need to do is done in this roof. And again, it's it's just three of us, so it's very hands on. Like everything gets done by us. Yeah, and like you know, what you put in is what you get out. Is this what you envisioned, or what more do you want? What do you see this going? Like, what's your next goal now? 
it took a while to get to where we are today. For sure. It took a long time. Yeah. A long, like, will we make it? Will, like, is this all going to end tomorrow? Like, when Corona first started, yeah. like, I was just like, this is it. Like, how do we... I was talking to Barry. I was like, yo, how do we navigate through this? Because everything's closed. It can make or break a company. And I was just like, all right, all right. Like, what are people going to be doing? All right, they're going to be chilling at home, like, loungewear. Right. So we went heavy shorts. No one can get haircuts. We went heavy hats. Right. And that paid off. So we, like, scrapped through that. I mean, till this, like, to this day, we're like, yo, how is this happening? How is business proceeding will we make it next month right well like what do we do and that's not to say that that are the businesses in the red like we're, we're a very positive cash flow business but i think we treat each month like it's our last month and it's kind of like this shit can really end tomorrow so i think that's kind of our mindset our mentality and i think we don't have any backing from any investors we don't have any wholesale accounts like it literally is every fucking day matters yeah and, and we want to make like barry's always like let's do this let's do this and i'm like bro like you know this is the number, and this is how much it costs, and this is the return. I have to like scare money don't make money, fam. And he stays on that. Yep. Barry, if I gave him money right now, he'd blow it and be like, "All right, let's fucking figure it out." Blow it? I don't know. Flip it? Different. Okay. I would be like, "All right, let's talk." Like, "All right, what could we do yeah. with this? What could we do with that?" So you try to stretch out your dollar as much as possible. I, yeah, I respect I, that. I operate very like I tiptoe a lot, yeah. and you know that's I think that would be like one of my biggest like negatives. It can, be, it can be seen both ways. Yeah, it's, it's like my big positive and big negative in yeah. a way. Uh, but what were we talking about? What was the question? Uh, where do you, like, leaving a oh, comfortable job um, from Home Depot, you left that. You left uh, the previous company that had, obviously, like, a steady, che- a steady paycheck, commission, benefits, all that kind of stuff, to now jumping ship, doing your own thing. And, you know, is this now what you expected it to be? What was, like, what would you do differently? Or what is it something that you would make sure people understand before taking that leap of faith you know when, when i did take the when i did do all that you know there wasn't money coming in right. but i had saved enough money to be good and i like Not same and i <laughs> laid it all out but you were also djing like yeah, yeah, yeah. we did other things that right, made right. us money based on our skill sets like me and barry started designing websites because yeah, yeah. we knew how to design websites yeah so that was like that was more of our business i think, I think at the beginning that's kind of what kept us afloat that yeah. kind of is what paid for like we work and stuff like yeah sworn itself was making money it was paying for its production but was it profiting i don't know at the time it was stability it was stable it was like paying itself and you were just flat yeah so, and you weren't making any money but you weren't losing any money and your expenses were all covered so it's kind of like you were living off but on the websites like we were building we were building like a website a month yeah. or like two websites a month yeah and that was enough to be like that was enough to eat yeah for sure and because, you know, they paid well, we did them well, we were, all our clients were happy, and there was just like a referral thing that just Push. kept kind of like yeah. rolling down. So, like, also, like, figure out a hustle. That's yeah. very important. You know, if that didn't exist, I don't know if we'd be here today. True, Because that helped us, like, it. some people might call you like an overnight success, or I don't even think we're a success yet. I no. think we have, like, tons to grow. Yeah. But the hustle thing is, like, what made it. So, like, building websites, uh me and Barry started doing, like, we had a camera, so it was just like, Video, yo. photos. We were started doing videos for uh, restaurants. restaurants, and then we were like, we can manage your Instagram. We can, we can manage like, your ads. We can manage your ads. We Hell. can set emails for you. Yeah, like, we were just like, and the restaurant business really became, like, more of the, uh, so that was the other business we had that's called um, Premier Group. Premier Group LA. So that's where we started, like, 
consulting for other businesses. With the stuff that we learned in the previous jobs and our experience with Sworn. And I think there was a point in time, I think there was an entire year where I think our focus shifted from Sworn to Premier Group. And that, I think, affected sales. I think we saw that year kind of went down. And I think that's just our head was somewhere else. And then we kind of reshifted gears the following year and everything kind of flipped upside down. Because the money was there. It It was was instant. It was visual. It was like, it was, again, it was a steady job. Yeah. You were like, we like transformed that. But, you know, we got some major clients and they saw success. Yeah. And we learned a whole new industry. We learned like, like selling a t-shirt, like we have to come out with a new design every two weeks, every month. And we have to be on trend. A restaurant has to come out with a solid menu and just be consistent. Right. So, like, we saw that, like, that's way easier. Cause, For sure. I mean, the same photo you take today, you can use it in three years as long as it's high quality. And it's other people's money at the end of the day, too. Exactly. If it fails, you it again, really, it's a job. It's, it's like your time. Yeah, it's just your time and your noodle. Yeah. That's what helped. And I still take jobs, like... Random consulting. Random yeah. consulting every now and then. And those things are the things that, like push you ahead and i think that's a big thing too when you get to a certain point it's kind of like you don't just because you can do a certain job in an hour doesn't mean you're worth less it's kind of like now you're worth more because you can handle this problem that somebody couldn't figure out for an entire month in a single hour so that value is way higher so you can charge a premium because of your experience yeah so like one thing i say like if you're going to take this leap of faith and like quit your job like tomorrow like figure out some hustles like Hey, if you drive Uber, hey, if you're going to do Uber Eats, if you're right. going to go, like, bartend, like, something just to make, like, as long as you can make your rent, you know, whatever money you need to survive, and if your business makes it, great. Right. But that way you're, I mean, again, like, I'm very safe For about sure. it. Like, think about other ways you can make money, like, if, or save enough money so you can focus on it. Yeah. But you got to treat each, treat each day, treat each order like it's your last. Like, I think that's a very important mentality to have, because once you get comfortable and complacent, like... I think that's when shit starts going downwards. Yeah, another thing to like, like pretend like you're never getting any more customers. Try, try to keep all the customers you have like happy. happy. Return customers are gold. Yeah. yeah, that should be a major part of your business versus like new customers. Because right. if your new customers aren't returning, like you're well, doing something wrong. Right. Or you're like a one hit wonder. Right. Being in the position you're at now, um, what more do you want to get out of this? Like whole everything you're doing now from Swarm, from Premier, from your other consulting things. Like, what do you? see yourself doing in the next two, three years? It's almost a lifestyle, like, mm-hmm. choice. Like, definitely want to take my relationship to the next level, like, family. Ooh. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, family, like, make myself happy outside That was going to be my question, is, is ha- are, you, are you happy now? Because obviously you went through phases of, you know, just complacentness and unhappiness from, like I said, Vans, Home Depot, your last job. Like, now being in the position you're at and doing all these things and having you have a lot more weight on your shoulders because now the whole business is kind of like it's every day matters every everything like you're what you do today matters tomorrow so with all that being said are you happy i think i am happy because things could be worse yeah you know um debt free like i talk to other people and they're in different situations so i'm like i think I'm in the best best situation I can like. And you can control it. Yeah, I think I'm in the best situation I could physically be in, yeah. mentally be in. Um, there's things I do want to work on, but I think it's time to take like mental health and 
Your personal life. Personal life, like that's to a, the next level. That's a big thing is disconnecting from like this this type of industry, this type of like work that we do, it's very hard to disconnect because it's like I said, like it's it's all on our shoulders. Like if we don't show up to work today, like the shit has to get done tomorrow and it just stacks up. So I think those things are very hard to to like unplug from. Yeah, so like, I think taking care of yourself at home is also very important. I mean, I left the house, you know, today at yesterday at nine AM and I got home at nine thirty because I came here, you know, worked and then Danny left to get a tattoo. <laughs> you know, we, we were man down yesterday, so you know, I put in the extra time, went yeah. to our embroiderers, like had that conversation, yeah. went to our sew house, and then I'm like creeping in like at nine nine thirty, and it's like that's not good for my relationship for sure. Because you know, I'll see my what's the right word? I'll see my partner. It's cute. Yeah, I'll see my girlfriend. Like you know, we we live together. We've I think three years. Yeah. We've lived together for three years, but, you know, she'll see me in the morning for, like, two hours, and then she'll get, like, two hours at the end of the day, and yeah. that's not healthy. And right. we have a dog, so, like, I want to minimize that. I got to sure. get a little bit more. I got to get better at, like, separating the two. Yeah. But it's all like, I'm going on a vacation next week, and I'll be gone for seven days, and I'm like... And that, I'm sure you're fucking cringing inside oh for, like, my. leaving the fucking office without yourself. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll, I've been here every Saturday for the last month, Yeah. and it's just because I'm, like... I gotta work. I gotta work. I, I, yeah, I, and I think that's just because business has, has, you know, luckily picked up for us a lot this past uh, month, month and a half. So I think if things continue to go on that trend, I mean, then it will. I'm sure we'll have the conversation of like bringing in somebody to handle just shipping or just th- things that can take it out of our plate, so we can focus on other things and you can go home and all that kind of stuff. So it yeah. just, it's all depends on how things go. Yeah, it all comes with growth and like men. I have to like mentally separate, you know, letting things go and i've it's had the difficult. conversation with barry like do we bring someone on yeah like do, how much do we have to trust them you yeah. know it, it, it's a scary you're inviting someone into your home yeah and this thing that you built and everything like every hat we ship gets touched by two of us at least at least like i'll look at it make sure it's all good the barry will look at it or someone else will look at it and bag it and tag it so yeah. like our quality control is there, but like, is someone else like someone else like is someone that cares not as much as we do? Because some of the stuff that gets to us that's yeah. already been quality controlled by another company is different. Is different. They're just like, oh, this is cool. They're not gonna notice this, but yeah, I mean, it took for the longest we were in, like in I mean, we were sewing up all our hats, and it, it took a while for you to trust somebody else to do that. So, I mean, it's little things. I think it's growing pains. I think within time, you know, we will be able to figure that dynamic out but you know like you said like we built this from the ground up and it's very hard for us to let go and you know we've seen other businesses fail because people are kind of so far out so we want to make sure that we do as much as we can to make sure everything is uh to our spec yes to circle back on your happiness on the happiness part like i think everyone's measure of happiness is different right some people want the flashy car some people want like do it for instagram we just want to lift the sequoia with tundra (laughs) you know some people want to do it for others right and i'm like i was working on my truck and put a lift kit on it and i was very like uh do i have to spend this i don't want to spend this money right, like, right, right. but that at the end of the day that shit made me happy as fuck like traveling makes me happy like being around my family makes me happy so i'm starting to appreciate these like other things and like seeing that money and, isn't yes everything that's a big thing that i think instagram like fucks a lot of people up on because like you see the people with the fucking lamborghinis the bmws the fucking mercedes and you're just like they made it. They're happy. Like, but it's really like, no, that's just like, that doesn't equate to anything. 
I drive an 06 Tundra and I am happy as fuck. It's lifted. It got rim. It got metal wheels. It's vanilla as fuck, but it's cool as fuck. Like, I would love to get a new car, but like, I'm doing that for other people. Right. Like, it's it's not me. It's Mm -hmm. not like, it's not how I was brought up. Like, I've driven a salvage car my whole life. Like, the day There's nothing wrong with that. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm all salvage. For sure. No car, no. Like, you're doing it right. Yeah. Like, the day I walk into a dealer and leave with a car, my dad's gonna be mad as fuck. (laughs) <laughs> Unless it's a used car or some but shit. that's the day I'll be like, all right, he did it. He like, did, yeah, I did it. He did something right. Like, but, like, my goal is buying a house. Right. That's that's where my head's at. Like, buying our, maybe it's not our forever home, but it's, like, a home. A home that we can build, we can paint, like, we can make it our, like, sanctuary. Right. So that's, like, where my happiness is, like, headed. The business stuff, those these are trophies. These are, like, milestones in life where I'm, like, did that shit like making right. it through corona well making it this far into corona is like yo like we did that it's like, awesome for sure there's been a lot of people that have failed right for different you know whatever it may be mm-hmm. industries are affected ours our business kind of had went up yeah um what happened no clue but i we, think it was a perfect storm too i mean we were also like on our toes so we were making sure we we're putting out product we were putting things out that we felt people wanted and we just did it quick we did very, things very fast and i think that's kind of what helped us is just being on our toes yeah we never stopped yeah. like i was here i came to the office maybe i didn't come to the office like the first two three days yeah, i think we were all a little like unsure yeah but after that i was just like let's go yeah like, yeah we're, we're all in and uh barry was actually out of the office that whole time and I just had a baby. Yeah. Or I was pregnant. One time for soul. She has to... She got to show up. One she got to show up to work, bro. Yeah. She'd be late all the time. I was telling telling Barry that she has to, you know, early on, like three, four years old. Put in her hours. Put in her hours, tell her how to like tape boxes and yeah. quality control and fold. So by the time she goes to preschool, she's like, has 20 years work experience. Fucking suckers. <laughs> what What is one key piece of advice you leave to the people listening, people watching? What's one thing that you want them to take away from this entire interview? Oh, it's the hardest question. Yes, it is. Think about it. I think just like educate yourself and then start looking like, like I hate when people are like, hey, you know, what can I do to make my business? Oh, like what's the name of your business? Like, do you have a website? Right. Like, take the fucking first steps. Right, like, right. People want the entire book before even putting their fucking first step on it. Put your, st- educate yourself, like ask questions, but know enough to ask the question there's questions you can find answers to on google like don't waste my time with that shit yeah, like, don't tell if, me if, if you don't know how to like start a website or buy a domain like you shouldn't be asking those questions yet bro like you haven't done enough research on your own that's my biggest thing is like people how do i start a clothing brand how do i do this how do i do that and it's like oh what's the name of your business well, i don't have that. i haven't like got that far and right. it's like well like you can't nobody can take you serious if you don't take yourself serious yet yeah it's like that's I'm going to waste my time. Right. Again, I love wasting my time and talking to people about this <laughs> stuff. But, like, now that my time, like, those conversations are getting shorter yeah. and shorter and shorter. Yeah. But, you know, have the name of your business, what you envision it. Because I'm going to challenge you with questions. Like, yeah. I'm going to be like, well, why not this? Why not that? Like devil's advocate, yeah. Yeah. So, at least do enough research. Put some stuff on paper. Like, take the next step. Um, And I think that's the... Let me wrap all that back up. So, like, educate yourself and take the next step to whatever you want to do. Yeah. And set little milestones for yourself. Like, hey, by this day, I want to do this. By this day, I want to do this. Like, even having a website up is huge. Right. Whether it's a personal website, whether you're selling something, like, whatever it may be, like, that's a big step. And it's almost, I mean, you can do it on Squarespace. Yeah. Shout out. 
Squarespace sponsor this. Bad, right? So there you go. Episode number two, season hey, number two. Let's go. Oh man, Jerry all day, Greasy Jerry, Jerry Avila, Gerardo Avila, Mr. I print money in my sleep. Let's um, go. Thank you for tuning in, bro. I mean, thank you for, for joining me and uh, taking the time because I know you're definitely cringing with all this shit right here. Yeah, it there's, is a clusterfuck. There's hats, here. there's shorts, there's a lot of shit that needs to get steamed. Um, stress level. Yeah, stress level's a little high. We try to come in a little early to knock this out, but it never works out. It's like yeah. noon now. But it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. And, you know, I think uh, we're also working our way to incorporate a Sworn to Us podcast where we talk more about what we do in the business and like a little more deep dive in that so stay tuned for that but thank you guys for tuning in appreciate you guys this is hustling so make sure to like comment subscribe follow my man jerry all day one more thing one more thing okay go ahead, go ahead. shout sworn to us.com and use coupon code uh jerry all day don't give discounts bro and maybe you'll get a discount maybe you won't depends how mr jerry feels nah support your family support your friends don't ask for discounts pay full price bitches yeah hit the hit the outro Oh, hit, that, hit the outro. Yeah, hey. Let me get some gunshots. I don't gunshots. I don't really got gunshots lined up like that. I'll put them in post. I'll put them in post. All right. Da, Peace da, out. Da, da, da.